today on the Bill Kelly Show on AM 900 CHML. Uh, great uh, talking with Alan Cross uh, in the last segment there about uh, John Lennon and Paul McCartney and the uh, the day they first met, 1957, July 6th, actually. Uh, yesterday was the day, the anniversary of that. And uh, that's, of course, a John Lennon song, Help, that uh, brought us into this segment. Best song John Lennon ever wrote. Uh, not imagine, because as we found out later on, Yoko wrote most of the lyrics to that. So there. <laughs> am I schooling Sorry, you? Am I, am I, am I, yeah. I was just saying, we, Michelle and I, when we were in New York, we actually sat in uh, a hotel when we were talking to the Hilton. They had one of those yeah. like timeshare things, and uh, it was they had the piano that was in the Hilton, because that's where John Lennon stayed in New York. Yep. They had a, a his piano and the lyrics, the original lyrics, and it was kind of like, uh, I'm just laughing because it was like it had John Lennon's lyrics, and John Lennon wrote this, and I'm just laughing because on the piano uh, it said, please don't touch, and Michelle, as we walked by, just took her fingers, went right, right along the whole that piano. That got their attention a bit. It, well, it, it, it kind of got my attention going, what are you doing? She's going, ha ha, touched it. So anyway, <laughs> I'm just thinking of, wow, now I know that it wasn't John, it was Yoko that really got all that. Well, they wrote of, Imagine. Well, and, and together. Well, and, most of the lyrics. I shouldn't say he didn't have anything to do with but right. Of course he did. Right. Yeah. I, I stayed in that hotel. Yeah. It was beautiful. On Sixth right. on, yeah. uh, Avenue. Yeah. 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 So anyway, they that tried was to my... pitch me the timeshare too. <laughs> I said, "Are you kidding?" <laughs> it's a free lunch in New York. I highly yeah. recommend it. Just yeah. get, get used to the word no. <laughs> Just say no, no. Exactly. No, you no. have to do that yeah. a lot in New York. No, I don't want that flyer. No, exactly. I don't want it. No, I'm not paying for <laughs> no, that. No, no, not no. going to happen. Exactly. Adam Oldfield, of course, uh, Tuck Talk. <laughs> we do this every Friday, 11:35. Brought to you by our good friends at uh, Hamilton Limousine. Of course, when you're in New York, you used Hamilton Limo to get to and from the airport. And they got the new Cadillac too. You know, like they've got now a fleet. Can I have of the Cadillacs. old one? <laughs> I don't think they're giving away the old cars. Wasn't that but by I can Marcus? Tell you, they are amazing. I mean, if you need a livery service to the to and from the airport, definitely use Hamilton Limo. They got an amazing uh, uh, fleet of vehicles. So they got the. New, it's a new upgrade. Originally, we talked about the XLT L. Yeah, yeah. They now have a new one, and it's got a few more bells and whistles in it. Very nice. Listen, uh, this is a, an interesting avenue for you, and an opportunity, and platform for you to talk about not just innovations and some of the new products that come out. And we're going to yeah. get into some of those in a couple of seconds. But but you are, are Mr. Tech. I mean, because <laughs> you with your businesses, FPM three and FPM. Yep. Uh, you, you're all over the place, and you're using uh, like you've got about eight things set up right here now. <laughs> I've got iPads, i uh, I'm iMacs, and, and and I got my. We're phone. on Facebook yeah. right now too. We're on Facebook Live, yeah, on all all platforms. Adam Oldfield, uh, and I've got uh, FPM Marketing, yeah. So we're we're live on all platforms, yes. So and you talk about and you will wax poetically about products that you use that yes. work well for you. That's right. And yes. you also talk about things that uh, that have problems. Uh, you know, for instance, the Note 5. <laughs> I use a Note 5, the Samsung Note 5. When the Note 7, I think we've had many shows on what happened with that. And the Note 8 is going to be launching, folks, in another couple weeks. So I'm, I've been running on the Note 5, which is a phenomenal Samsung Note 5. I like the stylus. And one of the things I just... I wanted to differentiate a benefit, not to tell people to pick one or the other, because I get a lot of requests on the show. Do I get an iPhone? Do I get a Samsung? And I'm not endorsing. They're both great phones, depending on what your specific needs are. In my case, the Note 5 Samsung has one advantage over the iPhone as of today, and that is the fact that my charger broke. My charger actually broke on the inside where you plug in the USB, the micro USB into the phone. It actually bro- I plugged it in one night. It just stopped working. And I take very good care of my phones. I got yeah, an yeah. OtterBox. And this, again, can happen to any phone. It didn't get dropped. I went to bed at night, woke up, no longer charging. So I share with people, one of the advantages that I saved me was the Note 5 was actually, and Samsung's Note 5s up, have wireless charging. So it actually saved me from being able to continue 
with my business. And uh, and I also want to give uh, a little shout out to a local retailer here in Hamilton who saved Mr. Oldfield's life and FPM from keeping in business. Thank you to FinNet. He's right on Main Street, gave me a loaner phone to help me get by, and he did a phenomenal job. So I want to send a shout out to him. And he got me back up and running in about five days. But it is amazing how involved, you know, we become dependent on our phones. I mean, it's kind of like getting a rental car, but I share this with you because... Again, if you're looking at a phone and you're a, a power worker, I really, if someone says Samsung or Apple, I think they're both great phones, but this one saved me. That charger breaks on an Apple, you could be out of luck for a while. Well, and there is the problem. Uh, you know, I, let's face it. I mean, yeah, yeah, I have the iPhone, and, and I love it. And it's perfect for everything that I need. And and it took me a while to come to grips with yeah. that, too, because I was yeah. a BlackBerry guy for years and years and years. Right. And, uh, and every time Nick Bonas would come in, he said, you still got that thing? <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but, of course, but Nick loved Blackberries, too. I prefer different things. Yeah. But... If you're in business like you yeah. are, and obviously my wife's a lawyer and she's got her own business and with Wizen's Law, yeah. uh, you live with the phone. I mean, if the phone is out of commission, you're not working. No, no. And and, and boy, I'm telling you, it's, yeah. and I've talked to you and obviously Rebecca and others that say, you know, it, it, the thing has to be charged all the time. I'm like, you flip batteries all the time. I mean, you've got to keep Used this to. thing going. Used to. Yeah. You can't flip them anymore. No, not not anymore. <laughs> yeah. But you had to be able to do that because yeah. that's your office. That's, that's your right. that's your, your livelihood, really. Yeah. I, you know, if my phone goes down, okay, it's an inconvenience. If yours right. goes down, you got clients saying, "Where the hell is he?" You know what? We are. I am so dependent running my business now. As I've mentioned many times on the show, we are a paperless office. My business is run on a phone, a laptop, and a tablet, and the phone connects to the internet. So, uh, yeah, I mean, this Note Five was actually a saver for me. I share that because if you're looking at that dependable, what do I do if my charger breaks? You still have a wireless charging with Samsung. There you go. And uh, we'll, well, we'll see when the new in- incarnations of all of these things come out in the next little while. That's right. But I've talked to people that have said, you know what, I hear Adam talking about this every Friday, and they say, maybe maybe I should look into the Samsung. Maybe I should. You know what? Again, it's a preference. If you have Apple products, they are phenomenal. The battery life is, is great. I can say it's much better than Samsung for sure. But if you're a very, uh, uh, you know, a hard user, like a real estate agent, or uh, you're involved, they do great work, both sides. If you need something to sign, or you need that, you feel like you need to draw or mock up or sign documents, I would think that Rebecca would probably be a a great example of maybe signing off on a document or mocking up a document. I really would have recommended a Samsung to her or the Note series of that. Anyway, uh, always something to talk about with your your tech supply. No, I mean, if you're starting a small business, uh, I'm sure you, well, you are the tech advisor, but I mean, you know, for people that are like that, get advice, you know, because there are different things for different styles of business and for for your needs, too. Always good advice. Anyway, let's got a lot to talk about here today. What's Google doing? Everybody posts pictures these days. Now Google's going to help you with it. You know what? We talked about how Google has set up that free system. If you, a free photo system, if you're on Apple or Android, you can set up your Google Photos. Now they've got a feature now that will actually, it's a learning machine. And where, you know, their search engine used to be type what you want to find. Google has now set up an artificial intelligence that actually has facial recognition and will actually now prompt you based on where you are as an event. So say you go to a Cat game or you're at a Bulldog game or wherever you are. Right now, you will be able with Apple or Apple with Google. Google's photo app will actually recognize you're at a Cat game. Oh, I see you're with Bill Kelly. Here, Bill, would you like to share these photos instantly? with Bill. So it's bringing that level of, oh, hey, could you send me
me those photos and we think we spoke about it before but Google's really got it in play now so you may notice that if you're using Google Photos it takes those photos lumps them together and actually will prompt you to share them and anytime you do take a photo so if you're with your wife or you're at an event you're at a waterfall you want a photo of everybody in the picture it will prompt everyone in the photo which is kind of interesting it's going to more or less go through everyone's uh, photo identify it if a Google account and instantly know that they can share those photos uh, with them without you doing a thing it will actually prompt you if you wish to proceed really cool stuff lots of stuff going on listen we've always talked about hackers uh, yeah. because it's in the news it's a new story just about every day now about stuff that's going on uh, and and these guys are, are you know sitting around in somebody's basement trying to do this stuff they're not just <laughs> going over passwords they're using the latest technology now to get into accounts well there's a lot of cool things in gaming world I don't talk about video games too much on the show as I try to keep it more business and practical use but in the gaming world right now they have an actual gaming helmet where you can put it on and what it does is they're creating a new technology that allows you to move the characters in the game with your thoughts. So it's called EEG, which is, I'm going to say it wrong, Electro Essence Phallogy. Um, it's called EEG. Maybe if you Google it, you'll find it. But anyway, the researchers from University of Alabama, Alabama and University of California have come up with the ability that you can control certain game characters in video games with a simple thought. This is what was, again, things happen where weird, weird situations. In the middle of a break of a game, what happened was they were still registering brain thoughts. Well, they were signing into their personal passwords on their bank accounts. So what was happening was they were able to sign into their bank account or onto a, pr a personal Gmail account, and it had accuracy of 43 to 37% accuracy of what people were thinking, whether it was their PIN or their uh, actual password. So just as an idea to give everyone a sense, these gaming helmets where you're controlling the games, it actually can measure your thoughts. And I mean, that's not 50%, that's a high percent, not 1%, not 10%, 40% accuracy to actually know your PIN or your password. So you know that old saying that oh, that was my inside voice. That, <laughs> it, that, you have no more inside because they can hear your inside right. voice now. Right, this monitor actually is tracking your thought process, and the brain waves are actually sending an electrical signal saying move left, move right, move up, move down, uh, whatever it is. And it's act, they're developing it, but it actually will also track your actual thoughts. So yeah, I mean, I share this with everyone because it's something to think about when you're maybe jumping into the gaming world and wearing one of these, or just you know make your mind go blank. <laughs> Good luck with that. I know a lot of people that do that quite regularly. That, that, that happens to me when the CRA calls me. <laughs> I just go blank. <laughs> what's, uh, what's Facebook up to? Well, right now, they we've talked about how they're innovatively outside of just telling everyone what's going on at the barbecue. They've got right now, they did some tests and there were some jokes about where their actual drones were crashing and it was a bit of a, you know, kind of a, oh, Facebook's going to try and provide internet. Well, we know Google's trying to do it with blimps and hot air balloons. Google is, or Facebook is doing it with drones. These drones are big, large, 737 size. What? Yeah, they're huge. They're massive. Think of it as a massive airplane wingspan mm -hmm. flying in the sky, and there's multiple of them flying overhead, and what they're doing is creating an internet signal in remote areas. And one of the goals of Facebook is to provide our internet service. So they've actually, the first test crashed, their second one that's come, or is now on the market, and they've actually proven... The 737-sized drones will now be able to fly and get this bill 
infinitely as they are solar powered. So it's solar charged, so it never has to land, has have to be recharged. This is one of those, imagine flying drones over top of a desert and you'll be able to get 4G connection. This is incredible. It is. It's actually quite astounding. It's not officially in the full market, but I wouldn't be surprised in the next five years we will have the option of Bell, Canada, or TELUS, and, and Rogers, or Facebook. Which one would you like to sign up for your internet? I'd like to see Verizon up here, but, <laughs> but, but I digress. Uh, that may happen after the NAFTA talks come above. But, I mean, let's face it, it's not cheap to put, put a tower no, up. No, and these aren't towers. These are solar But, I mean, that's what drones, I mean. But, I mean, yeah. if, so, in other words, yeah, that's going to be a huge investment to get huge. the drone. But yep. once it's up there, it's there. It's there, and it's flying and providing service for internet anywhere that you need. Yes. Cool stuff. Uh, and by the way, while you're traveling to those remote areas, you can use Snapchat Maps? Well, this is something I, I want to really bring this out. All listeners right now, Facebook and on radio, I want you to know that if your child has Snapchat, it's got some pretty cool features, okay? However, the one that I really, really believe you should take some time and speak to your child about is the fact that it's got the where you are and that where you are is turned on with the new upgrade. What this means is that in Snapchat, if you go to find my friends, you'll see a map of wherever you are, in this case, Southern, the Golden Horseshoe, and everyone that you're friends with that has the default set up, you can see exactly where they are. And it's on by default. This is not something you get to turn on. It is something with the new upgrade. So I find that a little invasive. Yes, you can, but you have to do it manually. So I'm telling everyone that has Snapchat or children or teenagers that have Snapchat, please, I encourage you, shut it off. It is not something I encourage you. You may not know you may have Snapchat, Snapchat friends out there, predators are out there. You may not know, but it is one of those things that I feel is very newsworthy that you need to shut it off. I saw my daughter turn on Snapchat, and I knew this was coming out with Snapchat Maps. And I'm like, what is this? And she's showing me all of her friends all over the place. I'm like, this scares me because it brings too much information to someone who shouldn't have access to it. Well, I know in a program a couple of years ago, I guess now, you brought this whole up about what identification of location. Yes. Because uh, yes. there are some programs that you can log on to that will say, do you mind if? And well, you're supposed to click yes or no. This one doesn't give you a choice, No, that, that's my point. I, I mean, Google Maps. Maps comes with this feature. And by the and way, most of the time you should say no. Yeah, it's none <laughs> of the really damn business. Should. None of the business where you are. I mean, Google gives the opportunity to actually identify it with someone specifically. Meaning, I want to share it with Bill Kelly. Bill Kelly has to accept. Yeah. And then you get to put time limits. I want Bill to know it for an hour. I want Bill to know until I reach Bill. This one is just turned on, stayed on, and in my opinion, is extremely dangerous because you know what? We have so many options in our software today. We tend to forget. All of it and what it's capable of doing. Well, there are some pieces of information you just don't want others to know. Exactly. I mean, if they're tracking you, for instance, and they say, oh, gee, Adam's in North Bay this week. Uh, <laughs> guess whose house I'm breaking into? It, well, and th- this is why I keep saying stop telling people on Facebook that I'm in Cuba right now. Yeah. I'm having a great time, and look at me with pictures, and I hope to see everyone soon. And by the way, if you go to my profile, <laughs> you see my address, and you know that I'm not there. Exactly. Yeah, not exactly the smartest thing to do. So, yes, you want to make sure you keep... Keep yourself uh, protected, folks, especially not so much, you know what, I mean, Snapchat is really a 25 younger. It is not a older demographic or or a, a high profile. A lot of teenagers out there, sometimes they're just ignorant, don't pay attention, don't think about it. What's the big deal? My friends can find me. Uh, 
No, please encourage them to shut it off. All right. Uh, one of my favorite apps that I'd probably check a thousand times a day is the is the weather uh, app that I've got here on my yep. phone. Uh, everybody needs to know about the weather. Weekends coming up, etc. Uh, it's tough enough to try to predict weather for twenty four hours. Now you're telling me they can do it for up to three years, or soon will be able to. They they can do well without. Uh, they say up to fifty percent accuracy three years. They will say in the next five years. They are learning. Our artificial intelligence is not only just teaching us what it is we want to order at the burger joint. It's also now teaching us weather patterns, wind patterns, spin, velocity. Uh, All this research we're doing right now in this space exploration is actually allowing us to know when the wind is blowing at a certain degree, how much the weather will change or how it will impact. So as an example, they were claiming that in the next five years, They'll be able to know when an El Nino is coming. They'll be able to know there will be an earthquake in California in 2035. Run or move. <laughs> it's gonna. <laughs> yeah. But really, where this advantage is going to give us is it, it's forecasting information based on current situations. So again, we could talk about climate change and all that. This is based on theories of how the world is currently spinning. Going. I know it gets really kind of high end when you're talking about rotating around the sun, but at the end of the day, science is science. It's really about math and calculations, and they're able to turn and know within reason. Why this is so important is because of, think of farmers. Farmers are going to know drought timing, and it's not going to be based on a bunch of guys sitting around with a couple drinks going, all right, next year's Farmer Almanac. You think it's going to rain, Bob? I think it will. So they don't write it in a book anymore. It's actually going to be predicted within three years, 50% a farmer will know of drought or flooding could happen. Got about a minute or so left here, but we just actually began the segment here talking about the Beatles and and records, and I was talking with Alan Cross before you got in here this morning about uh, my prize collection that uh, my wife got me about <laughs> yeah. the, all the uh, the Beatles albums on, on vinyl. Yeah. And now Sony is telling us that vinyl, they're starting to make these. It, it used to be pretty difficult now because, the what was it, 28 years ago, they said, ah, years. vinyl's dead. Forget about <laughs> vinyl. It's making a comeback. Well, you know, this is one of those uh, old products become new again. Yeah. I mean, vinyl really was, and record players are, are really one of those cool things. I mean, they got a unique sound and we love digital being as clear as it is, but there is something about that sound of a record playing and that, that, that kind of like sound of the in mono, the in mono. Well, 28 years ago, Sony did declare in 1989, we're not going to make vinyl records anymore. It's obviously the world is changing and they really put all their money into compact discs. Well, it was announced that they're going to be launching as of March, 2018, the new launch of records. And they aren't announcing who they're going to actually produce records for, but if you're a Sony label, you're probably going to have a record. Uh, If you're a high-profiled label, you're probably going to get a record made. But yeah, vinyl's back, which is, this is what's interesting. They're actually going to be opening a plant back up in Tokyo. They've rehired, this is what made me laugh, they rehired (laughs) engineers that they let go back 28 years ago because... That expertise technically hasn't been carried forward. So they've hired a lot of old engineers to come back. And there's going to be a plant that's going to be opening in the United States. So Sony is going to be opening up another vinyl plant in the States. And we can expect one in Tokyo. So you'll be able to find uh, all your favorite Sony-labeled artists on vinyl. Vinyl is back. Adam Oldfield is back next Friday, too, for another Tech Talk. Uh, We do this every Friday, 1135. uh, Brought to you by Hamilton Limousine. We'll see you next week. Thanks, Bill. Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on AM 900 CHML.